0: Here's
1: to the finest crew in Starfleet. Engage. Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the U.S.S. Enterprise. Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the U.S.S. Enterprise. Welcome to The Greatest Generation, a Star Trek podcast by two guys who are a little bit embarrassed to have a Star Trek podcast. I'm Adam Pranica.
0: I'm Ben Harrison. Hey, Ben. What's What's that, Adam?
1: We got kind of a crazy uh crazy tweet last night. you know which tweet I'm talking about uh I
0: think I do i uh so it, for me it was this morning <laughs>
1: right uh, well, I was just getting off of a sixteen hour shoot and uh and was in bed at like one in the morning when I read this thing and uh it kind of kept me up. It was so great,
0: <laughs> so you lost sleep over this
1: in a good way. <laughs> So, one of our Twitter fol- followers teased this earlier. Yeah, She's she's like, look, I'm going to the Star Trek convention, and there's an opportunity to sing karaoke with Connor Trenier and Dominic Keating, like, on stage. And I get this tweet, and I've got to tell you, like, at the time we got it, I was like, oh, well, great, good for you, like, nothing's going to come of this. this, this is just, like, an exciting development for one of our beloved viewers, like... Cool, but she then she goes on to say, "I want to sing the Drunk Shimoda song," and then I became very interested.
0: That's a major ripple in the story.
1: But still, like hear about a random person willing to sing the Drunk Shimoda song in public with two stars of the of the Star Trek canon.
0: Yeah, they're from uh, they're from Enterprise, right? They're uh, yeah, like the what is it, the engineer and like the maybe they're both engineers. I can't remember how that show goes.
1: Does one of them get naked in the first episode? Hope so. <laughs> we'll get from there to here eventually.
0: <laughs> so last night, she sends the video, and it is awesome. It's fucking the greatest, because, like, she, like, filled the dance floor up with this.
1: Yeah, there's, there's people in Starfleet uniforms dancing <laughs> to the Drunk Shimoda song, and she's up there singing Drunk Shimoda to the song... My Sharona and it sounds perfect. Like she yeah.
0: nails all the lyrics. She hits those notes. It's hilarious. It's great. And like uh the guys on stage are into it too. Like they're yes. they're fully rocking out. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool.
1: I sort of got the idea that a few of the, the people on the dance floor got the reference too. Maybe we had some some greatest gen
0: viewers. I think we had we may have had a uh the first uh, unofficial greatest Gen Con take place in our ah. absence <laughs> It's only right that the first greatest <laughs> Gen Con happens and we're not around <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you make something that goes on the internet inevitably there are going to be some people that say mean things about it and we've uh, we've definitely had a troll or two and they like they suck and they make me feel really bad and this type of thing just turns it all around. It I like I've been beaming all day. I I only wish that my wife understood anything <laughs> about this so that I could show it to her and she could like enjoy it with me. Yeah, it's weird. You tell your wife that uh, that a stranger on the
1: internet sung a song to you, <laughs> and, and the wife, like, isn't into that. No, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never understand how much we enjoy this stuff. No. Anyway, uh, I believe this is in the process. If it hasn't been already, it's going to be posted to... Uh, the Greatest Gen Facebook page. It's out there on Twitter right now. You can search yeah. for it under the hashtag Greatest Gen. But I, I posted wow. her
0: tweet to the to the Reddit already. So uh, awesome! I think I just um, I think the title is like, "This is the greatest thing that ever happened," or "Drunk Shemota karaoke" or something like that. I think it's awesome that something that another fan made
1: yeah gets remixed into something else by a different fan.
0: Yeah. So Carl Phillips like heard our heard our riffing up the idea of the song, made the song a reality, and then this viewer goes and uh, does it live on stage amazing it's, It just feels so cool to be making something that other people are helping to create ancillary culture around yeah you know thank you, everybody thank you thank- everybody that's listening because I feel like all of you have contributed to the awesomeness of today
1: well put. Maybe we should turn our attention to Season 3, Episode 11, The Hunted. Ben, this is one of several episodes this season that feels very Rambo-inspired. Kind of Rambo
0: meets Jason Bourne meets The Fugitive. Yeah. In space.
1: Meets Universal Soldier.
0: Yeah, so the Enterprise is uh, taking a look around a planet that wants in. When they, when they heard about the what they got going on in the Federation, they're like, "We got to get us some of that." <laughs> this planet is called Angosia Three, and the Prime Minister of the World Government, Farmer Hoggett, with a <laughs> moustache, is uh, <laughs> is given Riker and Picard a little tour of of the planet, and it's. It's definitely like not Riker's type of place. He, he's definitely like not gotten his dick wet yet, and, and so he doesn't like the uh, he doesn't like his chances either. Yeah, like he he takes one look at that mustache and he's like, this isn't the kind of sex I'm into.
1: Lot <laughs> of nuck on this planet too.
0: Yeah, there is. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like uh Kyle Riker type costumes on everybody.
1: Yeah. If the Edo decided to, like, go to church on Sunday, like, <laughs> they would still want to maintain uh, the nuck framing that right. they're known for, but they'd also want to, to cover up into something more formal.
0: Be a little bit more respectful. Yeah. Picard and Riker are down on the planet leaving Data in command of the Enterprise, and uh, some shit pops off uh, where, a like, an, a convict escapes the penal colony on lunar five which is the super uncreative name of one of their moons <laughs> <laughs> the colony is called temp name yeah exactly <laughs> tk, TK, TK. <laughs> <laughs> the enterprise is tracking the ship because the the angosians don't have good enough ships to to track one of their own ships for whatever reason and uh and this guy keeps using kind of sleight of hand and misdirection to make them think that he is in one place when he is in another. Like he goes around an asteroid and like shoots the drive section of the ship out, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're not getting any life signs on this, so it must he must be somewhere else." And it's like it's it's very confusing, but eventually he's, Data sort of picks up the pattern and like figures out how to capture this escaped prisoner.
1: He's like the David Blaine of of shuttlecraft pilots, mm-hmm.
0: Your card just left the deck. Look through the deck. Your card isn't there. Go ahead.
1: He is shocking the hell out of everyone who's yeah. seeing what he's doing. <laughs>
0: yeah. Get the fuck out of my house.
1: <laughs> and there's this weird tone on the bridge where, like, they're on a mission to get this guy who escaped from prison so they know he's bad but there's sort of an air of of like respect for the guy's moves like sort of a, a
0: game respect game going yeah. on here like wow this guy's good game, game bang bang. it's cool to see like data kind of work it out in real time yeah. you know he's it's like fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me kind of data moment and and he, he deduces that this guy is undetectable by sensors and that's what's what's causing them to be so perpetually confused. Which would have been, I mean, if Farmer Hoggett would have, like, mentioned that, you know, like, by the way... Yeah, that <laughs> would have been good information to have. Yeah, but, uh, but, but uh, Farmer Hoggett kind of has, has a skeleton in the closet here. And we'll come, to, we'll come to learn more about that in a bit. Our
1: podcast is all about unearthing characters' skeletons, mm-hmm. <laughs> dragging them into the
0: light. Yeah. It a the pursuit ends with or, or we think it ends with Them beaming the humanoid Shaped but not detectable By sensors otherwise Object inside One of these pieces of this ship Aboard the Enterprise And uh, they like Hold him hold in stasis for a bit And get Is that right? I remember. remember.
1: Yeah, o- O'Brien's. Like, I watched this like a I, week ago. By the way, I know. Yeah, this is one of the rare times that we've recorded an episode of our show many days after we saw the episode of the yeah of the Next Generation.
0: I guess we. I I don't even remember what it was, but I think we both thought we were about to record, and then something came up where we couldn't. So, so yeah. this one's this one's uh, deep in our foggy memories, and uh, this will be a real loose episode. Yeah, it's gonna be. <laughs> Fast and loose with the facts, but anyways, he gets on the transporter pad and starts mollywopping the dustbuster club that shows up to to get him. And like Riker and Worf are on their way down, but uh, meantime he's like he's like putting putting the butt of his hand up Chief O'Brien's nose. You know, this it is basically this kicks everybody's ass.
1: This is an awesome scene, like. He takes apart this room and this this group of security people in like a real Steven Seagal kind of way. It's sort like, of
0: like Jason Bourne in the embassy in that
1: first movie. Like he, he gives everyone a little bit of attention. Like yeah. every single person who tries to apprehend him gets two bone breaking moves, yeah. like heel of the hand to the nose and then a broken arm. Everyone gets one of those.
0: Yeah. I wish I wish he had done like a couple of like take a dustbuster apart into like three <laughs> pieces in like a, a smooth hand movement. You know, like yeah. disarm somebody, disassemble their weapon and <laughs> and then like keep kicking their ass before they have time to react.
1: And O'Brien uh, has just gotta be excited to be a part of something. Like yeah. even though he is getting his ass kicked and he gets shot, like he's gotta be thrilled.
0: Yeah. So basically Worf and Riker are showing up at the transporter room as the as the brawl spills out into the hallway <laughs> and and like they have to like run and tackle this guy and uh and they they finally they finally sort of get him under control they do that sit on him they sit on his chest yeah I was kind of
1: surprised like they throw six guys at, at this one person none of the six can take him down but Worf and Riker can yeah like I think that says a lot about uh their melee combat skills
0: well, also, Worf and Riker are used to like like turning the holodeck up to eleven and going at it with with uh, skull faced guys, you know. And they're both used to sitting on chests. Yeah, totally. I mean, Riker Riker was tempted to move up to sitting on face, but you right, know, not he in... he, ma- he managed to resist because yeah. you know, <laughs> rog- is is resisting and uh, Riker Riker is very. Uh, I just feel like Riker is, like, really into consent, you know? <laughs> like, consent is, like, almost Riker's fetish. You know, like, like Riker fucks a lot, but, like, the, the game for him is how much consent he's able to obtain, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, enthusiastic, yeah. unqualified consent. That just, like, floods in from all directions. Like, don't consent too much. Or, uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, pull back that consent just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's Riker why... Riker wants to keep his edge. And that's why Riker doesn't fuck with Angosia, you know? Like, these, yeah. are, these people all look a little unwilling. Yeah. This prisoner gets tossed in the space pokey. The space pokey playset. So, this is Roga Danar, and he is a former soldier, and... He's in like dirty, dirty clothes, and he's kind of a strapping, good-looking dude. I thought they should have given him some, some like either some prison clothes or just a, a clean, a clean set of clothes, because they let him just kind of rot in the prison without. Like he's dirty as fuck, you know. Like the he, he,
1: Starfleet uh, contractor uniform looks more prison-like than what this guy's wearing. Yeah, he's got like this guy actually looks pretty cool.
0: Yeah, he's got he's got a little bit of a Beyond Thunderdome thing going on, not quite as not quite as rubbery, but especially with his eye makeup, right? Yeah, and um, he's and had this... a
1: highlighter drawn across his face, sort of like a guy who passed out drunk at a party. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, so that tells you what the Angosians' cocks look like. <laughs> Another reason Riker is just completely disinterested. Yeah. He's disgusted by that childish behavior. Seriously, this is becoming a speech. You're the captain, sir. You're entitled. I'm mm. entitled to ramble on about something everyone knows. Troy is like walking down the hall and gets kind of. She gets a special tingle. Yeah, there's like the wafting smell of stinky cheese, and she, she like floats off the ground uh, until she finds herself in front of the cell. And she starts to have uh, what becomes kind of a protracted conversation between herself and Danar. Are you the keeper of this jail? I'm
1: Diana Troy, ship's counselor.
0: She sort of stands there to allow him to provide some exposition about who he is, why he's there, why he was imprisoned. And uh, his deal is he's genetically enhanced to be like a super soldier and to be, you know, cunning and ruthless and the uh, the soldiers that you know of the, that came from his unit have all been sort of relegated to living on this penal colony on Lunar Five because they're too violent and soldiery to integrate into the super buttoned-down society that Angosia Three has become in the post-war period.
1: This is basically a rewrite of the last scene in First Blood, where. Mm-hmm. Where Stallone's Rambo character is like, uh, look, I was built to be the super soldier. And then uh, by the time, when it was time for me to come home, I couldn't turn it off. This way that I was taught, this life that I was given, mm-hmm. the the war that
0: I was told to go fight. All these flowers put in my gun barrel. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the prime minister on the planet is like the Will Teasel character who's like, he wants Danar to get the fuck out of his town.
0: Yeah. So they're like... Damn, this is like pretty whack that they're just imprisoning this guy because he doesn't fit in that good. So they yeah,
1: and it's an interesting time to find this guy because as as we stated at the top of the episode, like this is a planet that wants to be in the Federation, and so they're like trying to yeah. trying to put on airs and and be on their best behavior. This is sort of a yeah a, a black eye
0: on the whole thing. So they 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 FaceTime up Nayrock and they're like, "Is this true? Like, is this guy?" who he says he is and and he's like yeah frankly this is the best thing for them we can't have a stable society when there's a bunch of guys that are are wired to be at war all the time walking around in it and this is like the most humane thing we could come up with like they're treated well it's not like a prison it's just a different place that they have to live and can't leave (laughs) Which is, uh, you know, as as dubious a distinction as that makes it sound. They sure make it sound
1: like a bunch of FEMA trailers on an yeah. on a, on a <laughs> asteroid, you know? Like, yeah. look, they've got food and they've got water. Right. That's like,
0: good, right? It's like Bill O'Reilly's description of how it was nice for the slaves that built the White House. You know? It's like, eh. it sounds like they were still slaves. Yeah,
1: exactly. If you're in a place you don't want to be, like, uh, it doesn't matter how great it is.
0: Yeah. So Troy's having this ongoing conversation with him and and part of part of his deal is that he's been like modified on a chemical and genetic level and part of it is that he's been kind of conditioned and she really believes that any like psychological changes that were made to him could be kind of backed out and and reversed ultimately. Uh she was a very optimistic mental health practitioner. And she's like, Well have they even tried that? And he's like, No, like they're not That'll never work. <laughs> yeah. And
1: uh It's sorta guard... like uh sorta of like your friends having relationship problems and he's like, Oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> we fight all the time. I I think I think we might have to break up and, and you're and you ask him like uh, well have you have you told her that you that you're feeling this way and he's like no no that would never work <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's like uh, it's like bro like communication is key yeah and yeah. Uh, i think that the government just didn't want to take a risk on like trying to work this out and then have one of them you know tear a shopkeeper's head off over like a return policy that he didn't like and have that right. kind of fall on the politicians' hands.
1: You don't want a Danar type uh, blowing up a town because of uh of some fireworks going off down the street, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. So the Angosians are sending like a like a prison transport to come pick Danar up and they're like everything is like pretty tense because they're getting ready to beam him off and they're like Mr. Wolf, have all security precautions been taken?
1: Release of the force field and activation of the transporter will be virtually
0: simultaneous. There will only be a point one second difference between them. Even Dana can't move that fast. Sure enough, like they go down there with the with a bunch of dustbusters and like watch as he uh, is supposedly getting get transported over the prison transport and uh, <laughs> and he like breaks out of the confinement beam in the in the transporter and he manages to like get a weapon and get. Get on, on the hoof And he's like loose in the Enterprise This is a great scene Yeah this is this is when you need the U.S. Marshals To come in right What I want out of each and every one of you Is a hard target search Of every gas
1: station Residence, warehouse, farmhouse Hen house, outhouse, or doghouse In that area Checkpoints go up at 15 miles Your fugitive's name is Dr. Progredenos You need a Richard Crenna figure
0: yeah and it's like it's like a real conundrum because they're so used to everybody being detectable that they can only kind of figure out where he's going by getting everybody to like you know they, they sound general quarters and everybody has to like go to their go to where they're supposed to be and then every time a door opens or a turbo lift gets activated they're like oh he's on deck six oh he's on deck four oh he's in the jeffrey's tube yeah, he's, and,
1: he's dropping, like, breadcrumbs of destruction around the ship, Yeah, which like, is both, A, good for them in terms of trying to figure out where he's going, but also sort of a strategy by Danar, because yeah. he can direct their attention to wherever he wants it based on what he's doing.
0: Yeah, there's a pretty badass scene where he, like, overloads a phaser and leaves it in a, a in a turbo lift that... Oh, you know, the doors open and Worf realizes that it's going to blow a chunk of the ship to hell, and tells everybody to run away. And he he like charges in there and deactivates the phaser, which was pretty fucking badass. Like, yeah, maj- major props for the bravery on display when Worf did that.
1: Yeah, he was ready to jump on the dustbuster.
0: Totally, and and like he's leaving overloaded phasers all over the place and just causing all kinds of mayhem and finally they figure out he's in a cargo bay and so they decide to flood the cargo bay with gas to to like knock him out
1: and uh the car deploys uh, a gas called anastazine
0: Mm-hmm. I want you to flood them with anastasia
1: and I re- truly believe he's the only one that has a working knowledge of this. <laughs> but only because it comes in a powder form, typically, yeah. and is uh, and is tasteless and odorless. <laughs> he he usually puts it in drinks. Sure. <laughs>
0: We could use some anastazine,
1: Rudy. <laughs> and they're like, what's that? Why aren't you drinking your beverage? <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: what they didn't count on, though, is there is a a space suit in a storage crate in this cargo bay, and, so, and Danar like really quickly knows exactly where to look for this, uh, pulls it out, and and so they they come down there like thinking they're going to find Danar passed out and instead what they find is uh, an empty cargo bay and a used pressure suit and so Worf radios up and he's like he he got away from us again we we got to search the rest of the ship like he must be somewhere else and uh, we hear Worf leave and Danar comes out from behind some barrels and then Worf <laughs> is like Danar! Are cunning.
1: And we get our second complex fight scene in one episode, which is mm-hmm. great. Fun. Like, 50-gallon drums are flying around. Little hexagonal storage units flying all over the place. It's great. Yeah.
0: It's like a warehouse fight. And where does he beam when he, when he beams out of here, but the ship that he was supposed to beam over to before. <laughs> no one will ever find him there. Yeah. It's like pulling some purloined letter shit. It's like, why did you go through all the trouble of, of not beaming to the ship only to beam to the ship? I think at that point he's got to know that he's not
1: going to take over the Enterprise. Yeah. Like, what's the one ship that can actually offer an escape for him? It's That's the only one. Yeah. Unless he wants to steal a bunk bed. Right.
0: I mean, which would have been fun, but I feel like the Enterprise can probably shut those down remotely.
1: Yeah. Ever since the Jake episode uh, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a written process yeah. now to shut that shit down
0: yeah there's just a Jake stingray yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: they won't get Jaked again
0: yeah he beams over and they're like, oh fuck like get him and and they realize they can't because like one of the stops that Danar made on his little uh, ramble through the ship was a uh, Jim Shimoda memorial corner and he pulled a bunch of isolineered ships and fucked some shit up in the system so the Enterprise is essentially defanged for the time being and and they can't they can't do anything to to get Danar so the man who is brilliant at escaping has escaped anew who could uh, have guessed this yeah, I mean, this was like this was a real exciting series of beats. I feel like yeah. the guys like the the again like this the tradecraft in season 3 is so fun and inventive, you know? It mm-hmm. like kind of takes the premises of all the objects and established technologies of the show and really like imagines cool and devious ways to use them.
1: It's real refreshing to see fight scenes shot wide again. Like, you sort of forget that you used to be able to see fights on TV and in movies. Yeah. Instead of just, like, cut, 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 cut.
0: Yeah. This is one one thing that it does not borrow from Jason Bourne. Right. So... He uses the ship to launch an attack on the old penal colony, right? Right. He goes and, uh, he basically, uh, he basically, like, takes out all the guard towers and and lands and, and uh... I mean, we're just told this, but... It would have been cool if they showed it, but... I know, I understand why we why we didn't see it, because to show it
1: would be so expensive, but man, that must have been great.
0: Mm-hmm. And so the uh, the farmer, Farmer Hoggett, is freaking out because they don't really have any way to stop Danar and all of these super soldiers from, from coming coming back to Angosia 3 now. and And so they're, like, they're shitting themselves, and they uh, are probably right to be shitting themselves right these guys are real pissed off and they have good reason to be
1: yeah the the super soldiers have come home to roost <laughs> 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 that's how the saying goes right mm-hmm.
0: so they put down in the city and they're like they're like converging on the capital and picard is like okay enough 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 and he beams down directly to the capital uh, right as Farmer Hoggett and all of his government stooges are getting armed to the teeth to prepare to try and repel this super soldier attack, and uh, Farmer Hoggett is like, "Listen, like, w- there's just nothing we can do. Like, we really wish we could, but w- we're desperate here. Like, we can't incorporate them into our society. We're not going to kill them. We just like this is this is the best solution we have. And and they're so pissed off at us. Like, please help us. Please." please get rid of them so that we can become part of your federation and be you know rich and happy for the rest of our lives <laughs> and uh and that's just like right when when Danar and all of the like uh <laughs> MacGyver looking guys yeah. storm all the all the Michael Beans yeah they just they storm the palace with uh with their armaments and one thing we have learned is that they're kind of they're training. They have like pretty strict rules of engagement, which is uh, kind of a surprising choice for super killers. But uh, they won't attack if they are not under threat. So Picard convinces everybody to drop their laser beam weapons. And uh, and that sort of like, Daner's like, come on, shoot at me! <laughs> come on
1: (laughs) do it do it (laughs) shoot me with a laser beam kill me yeah yeah that's it's it's five minutes of schwarzenegger impressions yeah before Um, before picard's like all right see ya yeah fix it (laughs) fix it yourself fix it your damn self
0: yeah and he basically is like hey like good luck with your little government there farmer hoggett we're we're uh very interested in the things that we learned here on this inspection trip and we will advise the Federation Council of what we've seen and if your government has survived uh, after this little standoff we are happy to help you try and reverse the conditioning of these guys that fought and died for your country right yeah and then they beam off
1: yeah they're like peace (laughs) kind of great kind of a limbo ending yeah Good times did you like this episode Ben it's very important that we go over whether or not we like these episodes
0: yeah um, I really liked it. I thought it was uh, a, a tight script I mean there was a couple a couple little misses in there, but more or less like a, a fun a fun one to watch that had a lot of interesting ideas and you know, I think sci-fi at its best sort of imagines a society that allows you to, like, compare and contrast your own society's behaviors with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really does that. And uh, it was also really fun to see, like, a total A-lister, like James Cromwell, before he became famous. Yeah, that was cool. I liked it, too.
1: I liked uh, I like genre blending a little bit. And I like how on the nose the... The Rambo comparisons are Like I'm a big fan of that Rambo trilogy And so I thought it was really cool to see A storyline just sort of picked up and dropped off Trilogy? uh, It's a quadrilogy Bro Oh yeah, there is that fourth movie (laughs) Which was just a blood and guts Fest (laughs) Yeah, I like this episode too It's fun to see a lot of fight scenes every once in a while
0: Yeah I wasn't quite as hot on the Initial transporter pad fight scene As you were, but I, uh, I I totally appreciate what you're saying about it being nice to see just a wide shot of a of some stage combat.
1: Yeah, the the shot composition didn't do it any favors, and <laughs> and my Steven Seagal comparison was meant to be disparaging. Like, right? It didn't look great, but it was fun to see a, a bunch of wrestling and yeah. stuff. It was it was cool, and also. It was interesting to me that the solution to a problem was just to throw more bodies at it. Like, this seems like a very original series solution to a next generation <laughs> problem. Like, like <laughs> let's just put as many people in danger as we can. Like, I thought that was kind of funny.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: I wish we got a little follow-up scene in sick bay with O'Brien, who, who's like who's been like phaser blasted all to hell, yeah. and he's talking talking to Beverly. Yeah,
0: like oh, my chelowing hand. Be- Beverly that's kind doesn't of a even Scottish accent. I don't know what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> Doctor Crusher doesn't even know who he is. Like, yeah. no, I'm I'm Chief O'Brien. I'm the guy who beams you places. And she's like, who? <laughs> I got into an adventure today. He's just beaming. <laughs> Yeah. Good times. Good times.
0: Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on Secured Channel. Need a supplemental income. Supplemental income? Supplemental. 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 Yeah, it's extra. By the interest alone, could be enough to buy this ship.
1: Hey, Ben, want to make a little money? Let's get some scarves. Our very first Priority One message, commercial message, comes from Telios Development, Ben.
0: Yeah. Telios is spelled T-E-L-E-I-O-S, and it's a business advising firm that specializes in helping engineering firms and family businesses grow and earn more profit. Um, not something that either of us could take advantage of, but I, I would be shocked if none of our listeners have engineering firms or family businesses that wouldn't like to make more profit, Ferengi-like. <laughs> I'm sure a business like Telios looks at the way
1: we're running our podcast Uh, basically profit-free mind you (laughs) and it's like what the hell We need to jump in there and help these people. Telios, of course, not helping us at the moment. We're just doing an ad for them.
0: This is a pity, Jumbotron, you're saying.
1: Right, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> they're, they're using us as an example of what not to do, I think.
0: Right, this is a counter example, but uh, they would love to create a specialized strategy for your organization today. And uh, this is our first Priority One message, and I would like to set a, a good example going forward by... Referring some business to Telios Development, so uh, if anybody out there could could use a consult, could use some advisement on how to get some more scarves in your in your family business or engineering firm, email Joe P. That's J O E P at com to learn more.
1: You know how sometimes you get into business with people and you don't you don't exactly know where they're coming from, right? Like, mm-hmm. like. You, you aren't sure if they're there to take advantage of you. You're not sure maybe if they're if they're someone like you. I feel like any anyone who would advertise on our show right. at least begins with being a listener of our show. And I think that that is some great common ground to begin with if you want to get into business with someone. Like, holy shit, could you imagine working with an advising firm that listens to this
0: show? <laughs> <laughs> any business meeting that ends with... Selecting who was the drunk Shimoda in that meeting Yeah <laughs> All right by me Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah Definitely when you email Joe P uh, Sprinkle some references in And uh, and bat this ball around I think that could be fun
0: Yeah I also just wish Like anybody could tell me how to earn more profit in my life So Yeah I wish I, w- I, I should like change careers to engineering or whatever
1: <laughs> Yeah Well our thanks to Telios development uh, for helping to support the show through their priority one message
0: if you'd like to leave your own Jumbotron message go to MaximumFun.org Jumbotron for a personal or business message thanks guys
1: a good time so often has a downside doesn't it especially when it comes to stuff that you put in your birdie We've all been hungover before. I mean, many of us have, I guess. Or we've had too much jazz in our gummy. And that sucks, right? Because you don't think about the time after the good time that you've been trying to have a good time. That's why I like Labs so much. It's the predictability. Through painstaking trial and error, I have found my perfect dose. It's what I can depend on when I can use a little more chill, a little help getting into a creative headspace,
0: Don't make your cool, creative project captain's eyes only. Head to squarespace.com slash scarves for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code SCARVES to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one
1: more week till Max Fun Drive.
0: (laughs) Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op.
1: Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks.
0: Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly, incredibly fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Hey, Ben. What's that, Adam? Did you find yourself
1: a drunk Shimoda? In an episode that featured Shimoda Corner and someone actually doing some Shimoda-ing.
0: Yeah, like, he didn't quite get to Jenga-level Shimoda-ing, but um, my Shimoda in this episode is Farmer Hoggett. Um, I think he really, like, he's supposed to be the prime minister of Angosia 3, and Picard and Riker leave, and, like, he knows what, This guy is that is escaping Like I don't think he knows specifically who it is But he knows what he is And he Is just like hey can you uh, Solve this problem for me Thanks bye And he doesn't like he doesn't go with them Or send somebody there Like all they needed to do was send a spin doctor To the Enterprise to kind of manage The narrative of what Roga Danar's deal is And it totally would have It totally would have like Affected the way the whole thing Worked out and Like so you know like they never gave The Enterprise enough information to Know What Roga Danar's capabilities were And that was why he was constantly like Slipping through the cracks of their security And if if he had Just like sent somebody that Could like transmit that information To them in a way that That like affected the way they're Thinking about the scenario They probably would have not punched the uh, punched the snooze button on their admittance to the Federation.
1: Right, he was in full cover-up mode. What a terrible representation of his people.
0: Like, Yeah, I mean, he was, like, in the opposite of cover-up mode. He, like, completely neglected to cover anything up, which he should have.
1: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, what a terribly run planet, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we want these people in the Federation at all. Yeah. I think I would rather have the pr- the prisoners in the Federation. They, lo- yeah, they look seem like cool. they can
0: get shit done. Yeah, they probably can rock out, too. <laughs> yeah. Good How Shmota. about yourself? Did you have a drunk Shimoda?
1: Yeah, so we get a couple of scenes in this episode where we're told things happen and then we see the aftermath or or we don't see it at all one of those was at the end when danar takes a shuttle and destroys the penal colony and and breaks out a bunch of prisoners yeah the other time is when we go to engineering after danar has been there (laughs) and shit is fucked like tables have been flipped over jordy's visors on the ground jordy's visor being on the ground is like a is the briefest possible amount of time that you could show that fucked up shit is happening. Yeah. (laughs) But one of the things in this scene that is maybe my favorite part of the whole episode is, so there's bodies strewn everywhere. Danar has taken apart the entire engineering team. Yeah. uh, One on 20. One of the random lieutenants has been placed on the engineering table... Like, like his legs are draped off the side and his torso is up top. Yeah. Like, he's sort of Lieutenant Dirtnapping up there. And I wish so bad that I had seen the fight scene that somehow made that guy end up in that position. I just thought that was great. Like, why is he up there? Why yeah. isn't he on the ground? So, Lieutenant Dirtnapp is my drunk Shimoda.
0: Oh, man, he's never going to live that name down. I know <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: terrible. I just I'm trying to put my mind in the place of like the person who blocked that scene, yeah, like, okay, We'll have you over here with the prosthetic, <laughs> broken arm, we'll have Geordie just sort of hunched over his station, and you, what are we going to do with you?
0: Uh, well, I don't really mm. want to
1: be on the floor. yeah, uh,
0: yeah, it's a little sticky from all the marks that they've put down with gaff tape.
1: How about I get up on this table?
0: <laughs> you know, I don't think we're going to use it, but why don't we
1: shoot it? Yeah. That's definitely the case there. Fun. I am the aboard. You will respond to my questions. I am the aboard. You
0: are bored. What
1: do we have coming up on the next episode,
0: Ben? The next episode is Season 3, Episode 12, The High Ground. Doctor Crusher's abduction by a radical terrorist group thrust the crew into an explosive civil war on Rutia four. Do you remember this episode, Adam?
1: Who would abduct Doctor Crusher?
0: Mm. A guy with some uh some big guy, old nineties hair? Guy who's really into some wigs.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, they they go
1: to abductor. And then they're like, no, you got to go back home and get your wigs. And I'll abduct you again. <laughs> if she dies on this mission, do they just uh, fill an empty torpedo tube casing
0: with her wigs and then shoot it out <laughs> of <into> the space? <laughs> then they ring up Pulaski and, like, hey, uh, you know how you retired? Yeah. Any, um, any chance at all that you'd consider coming back out of retirement for a few more seasons. She is
1: so loud on the phone, like she just cannot, she has no sense of the volume of her own voice. (laughs) She calls back at like six in the morning. Mm -hmm. What are you doing up this early? (laughs) Yeah, bring back Pulaski. At this point, I'd be into it.
0: Well, I want to say a special, special thanks to all of our listeners who contribute to making our show, uh, people that have gone to maximumfundorg slash donate and selected our show as one of the podcasts that they support. I would also encourage people to check out other shows on MaximumFun.org. There are so many great shows, and there's like a couple of new, really awesome shows. The two most recent additions are Magic Lessons with Elizabeth Gilbert and Tights and Fights, the wrestling podcast. Great shows, the both of them. For uh, the three
1: of you that got my wrestling reference uh, in last week's episodes, Tights and Fights will be...
0: Just for you. They're gonna see that they're gonna see that spike in their in their listenership. I just know. Yeah. It. Um
1: we got three extra listeners this week. Where did those come from?
0: <laughs> oh God, their greatest gen listeners. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> we should thank Dark Materia for our music. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Benjamin R A H R and Adam is at cut for time. There's a Hashtag being used mostly by us, but also by misinformed World War II aficionados. Hashtag is greatest gen.
1: Yeah, no reason to stop reviewing us either. No, go to iTunes. Yeah, go to iTunes and give us five stars. Yeah, baby. please.
0: Uh, we we were briefly at 666 reviews, which uh, really thrilled me, uh, <laughs> but we're past that now. So thanks everybody. T-shirt is very, very close to being finalized. Uh, we had uh, I had a little Twitter poll, and it seems like it's going to be a gray shirt with uh, a West Hot American Summer graphic on it. And uh, just as soon as we have that in the store, we will let you know. Probably you'll probably hear first on social media because it takes us a while to get these shows out. But uh, uh, I'm really happy with the way it looks, and uh, I think you guys will be excited. I think it'll be something that we can both be
1: proud of and ashamed of. Exactly. Just like our show. Mm Mm-hmm. You know what's going to be cool is in another year we're going to see people singing uh, Drunk Shimoda karaoke. And people dancing their asses off in the crowd are going to be wearing shirts like this.
0: Crazy. Wow. Well,
1: that's a convention we'll definitely not be invited to. Yeah. Just like all the others.
0: Uh, Reddit, Facebook those are things. And with that, we will be back at you next time with a great episode of Star Trek The Next Generation and a terrifying episode of The Greatest Generation.